Welcome to another Kundalini Q&A. This is a bit of a special episode. So what happened was I went live on Instagram with the intention of responding to some questions that I had received earlier. I was live on Instagram just to be a little interactive while I record uh, some of the questions. But instead, some uh, some great uh, fellow travelers of the path joined me live on Instagram. And we got the chatting and they shared uh, some insights, some great questions. And so I never got to the questions that I was planning to respond to. But instead, we had some uh, some really rich uh, back and forth about the Kundalini process uh, relating to you know things like boundaries, uh, we talked a lot about kriyas, chakras, um, the nervous system, meditation, uh, here and there. So it's a bit of a, a sloppy episode, you could say. Um, throughout the episode, I, I am mentioning that you know I'm going to eventually respond to these questions that I had planned about um, kundalini and drugs and uh, doubting our experience with kundalini, but I never got around to answering those questions yet. In a future episode, I definitely will. But uh, this live session was really great. It was really great to connect with people in person. And so uh, we'll, we'll get right into it here. Keep that in mind. That's why I'm looking away from the camera. I'm looking at my phone. Um, in the background, I was playing some music. Uh, this mic did not pick up the music, so I'm talking a little bit about the music here and there um, in case you're wondering um, you know, what's going on, why is it a little all over the place. That's why, but uh, there's some value here, so I'm uploading it for you to enjoy and, and see what you get out of it. Of course, uh, you know, check out the description for everything you need to, to know and how to support me and get some free stuff and all that kind of stuff. I've got some courses coming out. You can keep an eye out for those, brentspirit.com, Instagram at brentspirits, and email info at brentspirit.com. Enjoy the episode. Just waiting for, for Mo City to type their question, try and incorporate it. Grace Light, welcome, welcome. Quincy, welcome, welcome. If you have a question, you can type it in the chat. I'll do my best to help you out. Mo'o City writes, I've been going through it around two years and past few months, I've been feeling it a lot in my throat chakra. The thing is starting to get more pressure that causes my head to move backward when I meditate. Okay. Is there more to your question there, Mo O City, before I give you a response? Welcome, Rhea. I tried some techniques and mantra and poses. It helps, but I feel still not moving as smoothly. Okay. Okay. So Mo'o City, and I guess this, this this is universal information here regarding Kundalini. Smooth or bumpy um, doesn't really determine whether we're doing something right or wrong, right? If the process isn't smooth, it doesn't mean that there's something going wrong per se. It means that it's doing its work. Things are being cleared out and cleansed, and that's why it's a little bumpy, a little turbulent, a little uncomfortable at times. And so you're describing here that you've been feeling it a lot in your throat chakra and the thing is starting to get more pressure that causes your head to move backward when you meditate. So the way I see it, this is the, the Kundalini doing its work in those areas, right? If you're, you're describing your, your head moving back, that's your neck. It's, it's opening up the, the throat to be open, right? In the same way, I can, we can use our body language here, right? If I'm closed off, right? This is how somebody might get when they are, you know, afraid of being vulnerable. They might cross their arms. What they're doing is they're 
They're covering up their their heart. They're protecting their heart, right? Whereas, you know, if somebody is open, you know, spreading their arms nice and wide, heart is open. And it's not just a body language thing. It also translates energetically, emotionally. It's It signals to others, I'm open, I'm vulnerable. You can come to receive. You can also offer and I will receive it. So that's the heart stuff. We can see it also with the throat here, right? We say we get choked up. When we can't express emotions, we get choked up. We feel like there's, you know, a lump in our throats. Um, and so the body is performing a yoga pose, also known as a kriya here, which is opening the throat, right? And it's happening spontaneously. And so you can trust that the energy is doing the right thing. It's doing exactly what it needs to do. And with that opening, there may come some, some difficulties and difficult emotions. You may cry. Um, you may feel like vocalizing, some, some like screaming, yelling, any type of expression. Anything you've been holding on will begin to be, um, you know, begin to be allowed to come out. And not necessarily, it doesn't mean you're going to go into a full-blown like emotional expression per se but you can know that things are happening in the throat area and it's okay it's not that you need to fight this movement relax with it go into it um you know there are some some traditional yoga poses um that that very much incorporate like putting your head on the floor and allowing the throat to open like um, i think fish pose um that might be uh something you can explore but you're doing real natural organic spontaneous yoga that's inspired by the divine within you and so just, just surrender, go into meditation, let it open, let it open. So Mo City is responding here saying, when I do uh, emotion, you, there's some crying, feeling overwhelmed, choking, it's hard to focus big sometimes. So sometimes people get a little bit caught up in this idea of focusing in meditation. It's like I have to focus either it's on the breath or on a, on a mantra or, or, or on god or consciousness or whatever but if you redefine your meditation as giving yourself full permission to just be with yourself and experience whatever may arise on its own then you can let go of this idea of you know having trouble focusing right and so when you meditate or when you lie down relax allow this energy to move through you allow it to have the expression the emotions will come up whatever wants to come up let it come up let it come up eventually it will subside because it's open now. It doesn't need to do all of this, you know, spontaneous movements and kriyas and things like that. So Mo City is responding here saying that, um, you know, like like at work with customers. So yes, so Kundalini, this process can happen in environments and contexts where, you know, it's maybe not appropriate to have your throat starting to open and stuff. So what you can do, and you got to really trust me on this, give it a try. Turn, turn inwards and say thank you kundalini thank you god thank you divine mother however you want to conceive it thank you for doing this work on me i appreciate it i'm willing to cooperate with you but i ask that you cooperate with me a little bit i'm at work i've got responsibilities i can't i can't do spiritual work right now but when i get home for one hour i'm all yours thrash me around the room bend my spine this way that way if you want me to cry i'll cry if you want me to meditate put me into meditation Give me the full-blown experience. I'm not going to, you know, resist. And it will make that deal with you. you you'll see. It, re it responds very well. I I've shared this with many people. They all come back to me saying, yeah, that, that's, that works. You have to give yourself time and space to go through this process. If you don't, well, then it's going to start happening throughout your day at work, you know, when you're hanging out with your family, whatever it is. So keep that in mind, okay? Great questions. Thank you so much, Mo City. 
for saying, please go ahead and ask your question. Ask your question and I will um, give you a response there. Paul Pomegranate responds to Mo'o City. You're saying, I experienced so much throat chakra stuff from my Kundalini Awakening. I really enjoyed toning and singing gibberish. Whatever sounds coming out of my mouth match how I feel. Exactly, exactly. So I would argue that toning the mantras that we hear, you know, like um, these, these Sanskrit mantras, I think this was language that was developed intuitively, spontaneously over, over thousands of years, as opposed to created by people's minds. So it was language that comes forth spontaneously through people going through Kundalini awakening and whatnot. And that's why even like certain languages like Sanskrit, the words have a feeling to them, whether you know the meaning or not, it's because they're coming through from that, that awakened throat chakra, that intelligence of the throat chakra. And this goes for all the yoga poses as well. They weren't made up by, you know, some guy or, you know, writing out, writing a, a diagram for what yoga poses. They were observed by people going through Kundalini awakening having them happen to them spontaneously, and then they were repeated and mimicked by others. So thanks for sharing that, Pope Pomegranate. S. Array S. asks, if you hear your inner voice constantly, like a radio channel, calling your name, is that also Kundalini? Well, we can answer this in a, in a few different uh, ways. In the broadest sense, now I'll clarify a little bit, but in the broadest sense, you know, anything that we experience is coming from our kundalini in some capacity or not because you know kundalini is uh, a very specific form of shakti and, and shakti is, is all there is in, in in the world and the universe and so you know if that essence or that presence that's calling your name feels as if it's coming from a higher place a transcendent place you can pay attention to it you can call it your kundalini you can call it your higher self your intuition your heart your your inner guidance source energy normally those i mean not normally pretty much always those messages that come through intuitively they feel right they're not something that comes in and says hey you know you're a piece of garbage or go and hurt this person or like you're not good enough it's always coming from a place so you got to tune in to how does that feel when you're hearing your name being called what's the feeling there is it calming is it soothing is it peaceful tune into it listen to it so Persang's first part of his question says, I've been dealing with Kundalini for some years and I'm somewhat aware of the challenges that can come in this path. I have a sister who is a bit differently abled by her neck. Okay. We'll wait for part two. The common side, welcome, welcome. Just taking some questions about Kundalini awakening here before I begin recording another episode for the podcast. We'll be talking about psychedelics, drugs, doubt, doubting our experiences. So common, you know, <laughs> you have the most visceral Kundalini awakening experience in your body. Experience it on every level, every sense. You find out that other people are experiencing it too online. There's books about it. Incredible people are talking about it. Maybe people you know and trust are talking about their experiences with it. And still you're like, ah, I don't know. I don't know if this is real. <laughs> it's, uh, it's really fascinating stuff. Persang's part two says, because of which she has suffered greatly in her life. Seeing her suffering, I advise her to meditate. I try to explain 
to her some concepts, but it's really difficult as she doesn't understand any. Okay. So this is a great example, per se, of how it's not necessarily important to understand the concepts about Kundalini awakening. Okay. So per se, sharing here that she's experiencing energy ahead and pain in her head. Okay. So, rather than trying to explain to your sister who may not be in a position to understand, you're sharing here due to her, I guess she's differently abled, but some people in general are experiencing these things and they can't understand because they're either some sort of resistance around their belief systems and they can't really grok it, they can't accept it, right? And so, got it per saying. And so, we don't necessarily have to be forceful about our concepts and the teachings. And it's like we're approaching in a very masculine way. And, you know, with that, there may come some some clashing between, you know, you just described that she's your sister. I'm going to assume that she has a very feminine disposition. And you can trust the intelligence of her body, the intelligence of her kundalini, which seems to be active and moving through her trust that it's going to take care of her. It's going to be okay. You don't need to come in and take some sort of responsibility for her process, which may be difficult, of course, because she's your sister and, and you're describing that, you know, she, she may need your help with other things in life. And so maybe there's a natural tendency there for you to want to, to hold her hand and, and help her out. And it can be frustrating and difficult when you're not able to get through to her. But I want you to really sit and recognize a couple things. One, she's God in disguise. She knows how to get through this. She's going to figure it out. She's, she's she's got the inner wisdom to figure it out too. She's got awakened Kundalini. It's moving through her. The divine is already with her. And so what you can do instead of trying to be forceful and overly masculine about, you know, trying to help, just sit with her. Sit with her experience. Meditate with her. You can relate with her through your nervous system, which is intuitive. It's not logical. It's not conceptual. It's not overly masculine. You can just hold space with for her in your nervous system. And you'll see eventually something will stabilize. She may open up to whatever you're having to offer and she may ask for something. And then you can approach her from that place. But in general, if somebody's not able to accept your concepts, we don't have to figure out you know, what combination of words we're supposed to use to get through them. No, no. Be in your own heart and you'll be able to transmit. There are many great masters took vows of silence, transmitted incredible things, didn't say a word. Rana Maharshi transmitted Shakti, the presence of Kundalini, without even using the word Kundalini. It's there in Zen as well. Zen, they don't, they don't mess around. Very bare bones, very minimal. They don't talk about Kundalini. You just sit in silence. The transmission is happening. If you talk about it, they may say, shut up. We don't know what you're talking about. Just be quiet. That's Zen. Concepts get in the way often and so we want to be mindful not to be overly conceptual about it but I understand I understand where you're coming from you know that's your sister you care about her you want to support you've got you you've been around the spiritual journey I know we've been in touch you got a lot of deep wisdom and understanding and insight and you know you've, you've been reading the books and watching the videos and you want to share and she's not open I totally understand the frustration so there's a lesson there for us as well and I'm speaking from experience here spiritual teacher people in my life too are experiencing all sorts of things and you know I want to try and help and I've you know come at them with, 
with things that they're not able to receive. And so you learn over time that, you know, it's not the way to do it. But what you can do is, like I said, relax, turn inwards, trust in the, the nervous system to do the transmission for her. Yeah. So, so Prasang, you're saying, you know, you're trying to make her understand so that she feels okay. And I, I get that. Yeah. Yeah. So you can help her to understand by your vibration, your presence, like your presence. If you, if you come across in, in a state of acceptance, peace, steadiness, that will transmit. Wish you all the best with that. I know it's not a, not an easy situation. Welcome. Welcome those that have just joined here. Anima. Claire. Maria says, I'm having head pressure right now. This may work. It may not. Give it a try. Put the tongue up to the roof of your mouth. Close the energetic channel from your head to the rest of your body. Allow that excess energy to flow into your body. See what happens. It's called the Jiva Bandha, also called the Loop of the Soul. Paul Pomegranate says, oh my goodness, I'd love a whole podcast about how to support someone going through a Kundalini Awakening. Love those tips so far. Yeah, not easy. <laughs> not easy. How to support somebody go through Kundalini Awakening. Like I said, you got to trust. They're going through the awakening of God within them. Just be with them. Just be with them. They're going to figure it out. S Array S says, okay, here's another question. I believe I have the awakening since I remember myself. I am still busy with it. Why is it taking so long? And I'm always very scared of the spirit world. Can't help it. He said once that it could take like 10 years, but I'm 43 now and still busy with it. Right, right. So, S array S, I've got to talk about how long it takes. Maybe that's the one you heard. I think the most important thing that you should consider here is you mentioned that you've got some, some fear of the spirit world. Look into that. You know, what is it? Maybe you've had some, some experiences with, you know, some dark things in the spirit world. Maybe there's some trauma around being involved in a sort of group or, you know, dare I say, cult or religion that sort of, you know, turned you off of spirituality made you be afraid of it maybe there's fear around looking at you know what's going on inside of you some 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 of the deeper stuff some of the the emotional stuff beliefs feelings of shame guilt unworthiness etc i think if you look into that like like give yourself time and space and like a very conscious intentional way to look into the stuff to turn toward it move through your fear i think then you can see a little bit of 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 progress in terms of you know things beginning to open up that's one thing i think a lot of people fail to um really really grasp is that you know you're going through kundalini awakening you need to give yourself time and space to just go through it which means like carving out like an hour a day or whatever it is as much time as possible and and let these things come up let fear come up let fear if you're, if you're afraid of the process afraid of the spirit world and that sort of thing it's gonna be very very difficult i understand why this stuff can be scary um then you can start to do some work around it some shadow work around you know what why am i afraid what's there what's there what's the resistance there persang says yeah he thinks his sister's also having some experiences that relate to your past lives yes very very common very common that we have some uh, things come up from our past lives. So one thing you can consider is that if she's experiencing Kundalini phenomena from past lives, it's likely that she had very rich spiritual life lives prior. And you can, you can, you can sort of 
tune in and recognize that she's got a plethora of deep, deep wisdom that she can rely on from her previous lifetimes as well. And she's going to be okay. You just have to be with her this whole space. Hey, Claire. Claire says, hey, Brent, what do you recommend for someone who feels like the process is stuck? I have a feeling I need to strengthen my body to hold the energy. Any thoughts? Yeah, Claire. So I'm going to assume by the feeling of needing to strengthen your body to hold the energy. I don't, I, I'm going to assume that you don't mean like going and lifting heavy weights, but more of strengthening the nervous system to be able to hold that charge. And yes, that is very, very uh, important as Shakti, Kundalini Shakti, the, 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 the force this energetic force moves through our system. If our nervous system is not accustomed to it, it will we'll shut it out. It will spill over. We'll be ungrounded. We won't be able to hold it steady. And so I invite you to engage in a very serious, at least 20 minutes a day of sitting still in meditation, which means just focusing on the breath in the belly and, um, feeling from head to toe the entire body being coming saturated with Shakti. The entire body, head to toe. And um, if you can move that 20-minute meditation practice to even more, like the more you meditate, the, the more your nervous system becomes accustomed to this energy. The more you allow the energy to flow, the nervous system says, okay, this is safe. It's okay to let it flow. And then that's how you can move through some of you know, the feelings of being stuck. So let me know, uh, Claire, how that sounds. Maybe you have a 20-minute meditation practice already. Let me know and uh, I'll see what else comes through. S Array S says, I think I have multiple, ability, multiple abilities, but I don't understand it or I learn about them, but it takes forever. Yeah, we've all got many abilities, psychic abilities, gifts, etc. The more we meditate and relax, like I was sharing with Claire, the more we just allow our nervous system to, to handle this stuff for us. Abilities will come online, we'll learn how to handle them. It, it all will kind of take care of itself. And I know that's a bit of a, a, a quick minimalist answer here, but I'm just trying to keep up with the chat as well. Aster Flower asks, does lifting weights help the Kundalini clearing process? For some, maybe, could. Could help with grounding. Could help with bringing your body uh, some some awareness into your body. Um, lifting weights can also trigger some feelings of unworthiness um, in terms of insecurity, uh, fear around the weights themselves, depending on how much you're lifting and stuff. Speaking from experience here, I used to uh, power lift, like lift heavy weights, heavy heavy weights. Um, helped me to you know find very grounded feet on the ground connecting with my breath because when you're squatting with you know a lot of weight on your back you start thinking about you know what happened yesterday or tomorrow or you start thinking about some random shit it's you know you're not gonna the weight will bury you you have to be totally focused breath everything in alignment so it can be a great practice like yoga you know these types of things you know you could turn it into a yoga you could say but not necessary. If it doesn't feel right, there was a period where I would try and do like pull-ups and I quite literally heard my body shouting after like the second rep, stop. My body was shouting at me, stop. It was just too much. Like I was going through a lot in terms of Kundalini Awakening and my body was like, do not put this extra stress on me. Gotta listen to it. Anima 
asks, any connection between experiencing the Merkaba during meditation and Kundalini? I'm not too familiar with Merkaba, so please, uh, you know, don't quote me on this. But yeah, there's, uh, you know, if you look into it um, more, you'll be able to map the Merkaba over to like the chakras and the Kundalini awakening process. It's another system that uh, I guess was developed to to encapsulate this awakening process. Like we have the chakra system, you can also have like the Merkaba, some will say the Merkaba becomes activated, etc. You know, it's all like, all, all talking about the same thing here, just in different systems, because that's, that's the beauty of it. Around the world, people came up with their own metaphors, own symbology, own systems and concepts to describe Kundalini awakening. Of course, the most common one is, you know, the chakra system and that sort of thing, but it's not the only one. Persang says, thank you. You're so welcome. Maria says, diet has been critical for me. No fat or protein. No fat or protein. So just carbs. Interesting. If that's working for you. That's cool. Claire says, thanks, Brent. Makes sense. Oh, you're so welcome. You're so welcome. And Ima says, I experience both Kundalini and Markaba regularly. Yeah. All, all one... Uh, one system if you really think about it it's not like they're separate processes it's all connected all connected just taking some questions about kundalini awakening if anybody has any you can type it in the chat here is the spontaneous kundalini awakening considered as a form of divine love and am i chosen among all the surroundings so you can consider it as a form of divine love for sure that you've been you know fortunate enough to have this energy awaken within you are you chosen among all the surroundings? It's an interesting question. If you come from a background where you feel super insecure, unworthy, unloved, abandoned, isolated, then you can entertain the idea that, yeah, you've been chosen by the divine to go through Kundalini Awakening. Got to be careful with that one because you don't want to uh, turn it into like, I am the chosen one. Everybody bow down to me. I'm special. I had a Kundalini Awakening and you didn't. You weren't chosen like me. You know, we got to be careful of, of those dynamics. Uh, so, you know, chosen, not chosen. I would say you're ready. You put in uh, work, whether you, you know it or not, and you're ready to go through this process. And if other people aren't, it doesn't mean you're better than them. It doesn't mean you're chosen and they're not. It just means they're going through other things. They're exploring other things. Claire's asking, where's the Merkaba? Honestly, uh, I, I'm not uh, equipped to answer properly. It's got to do with like some sort of, pyramid-shaped triangular energetic field that becomes open or activated or something like that. I, honestly, you'll have to look it up. YouTube will have some, some cool talks about it, but it's not, like I was saying, it's just another concept to describe spiritual awakening. It's just another concept to describe the way that the human being awakens. Um, and, and some of us are able to experience, you know, in meditation, this maybe symbology, you're feeling it, others not. All, all, uh, all just... Um, Cool creative ways that uh, you know we describe the awakening process. Okay, so this is a great uh, Q and A session here. I, I wasn't expecting so many great questions. I'm having fun here. I might have to uh, postpone the questions I had prepared for another time, which is totally fine. This is what it's all about. This is what I was, you know, this is why I go live to uh, connect with you all in the moment. Any other questions out there? You can type it in the chat. This song is called Mano 2 by an artist called New, N-U, New. 
it is the lyrics are a, a poem by Rumi actually about love me and you Mano to me and you now whenever Rumi talks about love he's not talking about romantic love between him and a partner he's talking about God so all of Rumi's love poems it's all about God it's all about being in love with God that is the Sufi path of course those poems apply to love as well you know you can interpret them in that way but this is the way that Rumi relates with with God through love poems Aster Flower asks, is it unavoidable to not discover one's mission on the planet once the clearing process is ended? So once uh, the clearing process of Kundalini is ended, you may quite literally receive clear information about your mission, your calling, your purpose, your vocation. It could come in a variety of different ways. It does not necessarily have to come in a very clear way, though. For me, it did. I was told in a meditation crystal clearly what I would be doing for how long I would be doing it for etc not everybody's gonna have a clear thing like that but in your heart you'll know if you look around your life things will start to come together and it will make sense if you're paying attention to the different themes for example maybe you're working at a place place goes out of business suddenly at around the same time where you know you're feeling stable and ready to start offering some things so you lost your job Kundalini's stable starts to make sense that you're meant to transition to a new way. In general, we'll be offering service in some way or another. That does not mean, you know, being a Kundalini author or something, but it does mean that we will be, you know, radiating in some way. It might mean just being the greatest community member, family, friend, parent, etc. Maybe we'll be a musician. Maybe we'll, you know, do art, do business. Maybe we'll be a Kundalini awakened accountant. We need people in all these fields that are awakened, all of these fields construction, healthcare, everywhere. So maybe your mission will come clearly, maybe it won't, but just pay attention. You can also ask, you can pray, you can ask for clear guidance and support. You will you will uh, receive the call. The other way I like to think of it is that uh, you know you can't mess this up. If it's your mission, you can't you can't mess it up. You can't get it wrong. It's gonna unfold the way it's supposed to, guaranteed. So that's, that's what it's all about here. That's why Kundalini awakens so that we can be transformed and then we can support others in a new way. S Array S says, I have so many questions, I will spare you guys. That's okay. You can you can share some questions. Everybody uh, I think is getting some value out of this. Even me too. Things are coming through and I'm uh, taking note as well of, of the things I'm saying because they're coming from somewhere beyond me. So go ahead and uh, share your questions. So I was just talking about this song in Rumi. This is Mano 2 by Nu. There is a Rumi exhibit at uh, a museum uh, in Toronto on this uh, summer. So I'm excited to check that out. See some of Rumi's artifacts. Some of, um, I guess, manuscripts and things like that. Should be pretty cool. Rumi was a mystic. I don't think he really spoke about Kundalini in an open way, but Sufism is a very beautiful path. I don't know too much about it, but uh, I have a, an interview coming up on the uh, on the podcast with a man named Joe DeRizzo, Joe DeRizzo, and he uh, had a Kundalini awakening and found the the Sufi path, and it uh, was able to uh, you know support him and 
beautiful practices. He's a really incredible, uh, incredible guy. So I'm looking forward to that conversation. We're going to dive deep into Sufism. And if you're not familiar with Sufism, it is the mystic diamond at the center of Islam. And so I like to tell people that Kundalini Awakening is not just this Hindu yoga thing. It's really not. It is found in all traditions, even in Islam there. They recognize the importance of bringing God into the body and embodying it. That's what Kundalini is all about. So we've got some questions here. So I want to say welcome to all the people that just joined. Mandy, welcome, welcome. We're taking questions about Kundalini Awakening. If you have one, you can type it in the chat. Enima says, how can we do or manage the hyper-awareness, the tele telepathy mainly, it can be overwhelming at times. So, you can be mindful of what sort of uh, state of being opens you up to the telepathy. For example, if you're looking somebody in the eyes very deeply, you may start to connect with them in a, in a, in a sort of spiritual way, telepathy. You may start to see their past lives, you know, start seeing their aura or whatever, read their mind, whatever it is. Don't look them deeply in the eye. Nothing wrong with that. Um, you know, if uh, you find yourself going into like sort of meditative states when you're in public and, and it's kind of opening you up to, uh, to, you know, taking on a lot of people's energy and, you know, their, their whatever psychic junk, you could call it, whatever. You got to you know, maybe distract yourself. And this is pretty interesting because, you know, this might mean you have to like, you know, engage in small talk or take out your phone and go on social media, distract yourself so that you don't go into this really open space until you're able to become astute enough to be skilled to know when to sort of turn those abilities on and use them and when to, you know, relax. And that's how, you know, we employ boundaries as well. Um, often we are given these gifts, but we're given them and, and, and we're often unable to really handle them properly. And it's through learning how to handle them that we're initiated into actually using them in a, in a clear and meaningful way. So you can keep that in mind. This is all the training. This is the training, you know, learning how to manage, um, you know, hyper awareness or, you know, like you're saying telepathy and, you know, psychic abilities and stuff. We're given them and then we learn how to manage them through, uh, through challenge. That's how we learn. Aster Flower says, how may I know that I have attained enlightenment and I won't have to shake anymore? Well, the shaking that you're referring to, uh, for those that aren't aware, you know, we call those kriyas is the spontaneous movements that come uh, for some during Kundalini awakening process. Um, I like to think of it in the very simplest way. You know, if there's a, a dog and, and you rough the dog up, they're going to shake. They're going to shake the uh, tension off. That's what a kriya is. And so... When your tension has been shaken off to a degree where, you know, you don't have to shake anymore, that's when it will stop. You can move through it quicker if you give yourself time and space to go through the process. But if you're, you know, giving yourself no time at all throughout the day, you're only a very small amount of time. Or when you do give yourself time, it's not like a full commitment. Well, then it's going to drag on, you know, your body's going to shake for a long time. So, you know, think of yourself as like a uh, an ascetic, a monk, a nun. A yogi dedicated to this process, what do they do? Give themselves time to go through it. Um, and then your first part of your question here is, you know, how may I know that I have attained enlightenment? You'll know. Yeah, you'll know. Prasang says, can you please tell about hypersensitivity? 
I usually take other people's energy and heavy emotions and then get into trouble. How can I protect myself from these? I suffer a lot because of these. Yeah, many people do. So hypersensitivity, like I was speaking earlier to uh, any ma was, you know, boundaries are very important. So when you're taking other people's energy and heavy emotions and then get into trouble, I would argue, or no, sir, not I would argue, I would guess that it's probably some, some people pleasing going on there. There's probably some, you know, allowing people to cross your boundaries, you know, lack of confidence, you could say. Um, it's very common. This is how I am as well. I mean, part of the reason I do this work is because I have similar tendencies. You know, I want to, I want to like help people and, and, and support people. And it's the same kind of thing, right? Um, it's very common for all people, you know, light workers, we call them, we're, we're empaths, right? We're sensitive. So employing boundaries and feeling confident about boundaries is like really important. We could start in small, small ways too. Like one way that I've been like employing boundaries and learning to say no without feeling guilty. It's, it's a weird example, but like sometimes I'm at the gym and people will like ask me to, like the other day some guy asked me to film him doing some workout. I just said, no, I don't, I'm sorry, bud. You know, I was in the zone, I'm working out and he comes, hey buddy, can you film me doing this thing? No, I don't have to justify it. You know, I, I go there, it's me time. So that's one way I'm kind of just showing, you know, like it's an ongoing practice, even for me, you know, learning how to establish boundaries and, and, and things like that. And um, it doesn't mean you're, you're, you know, an asshole or, you know, you're a piece of garbage or anything if you're protecting your own energy. And you can also afford certain time and space when you are available. Like right now, I'm on the live. I am available. You know, I'm inviting you. Please send the questions. You know, don't feel like you're overwhelming me. I've, I've allocated this time energetically. Prior to this, I was meditating, took care of myself. You know, I got some food in me. Now I'm, I'm relaxed. I'm here. I'm available. So we can learn how to navigate through, you know, acting with, in, with intention. It's difficult stuff. It's ongoing work. It's ongoing work. SRA says, yes, this is a good question. I'm also like a sponge sucking everyone's pain and worries. So, so far I've been sharing some like, you know, conceptual stuff, but here's a practice. You sit in meditation. And you feel your core, like you feel like a light in your core. You draw any of that like excess bleeding light that's out, just draw it inwards and feel it and just like really feel it steady there, like a diamond or like a burning fire or however you want to conceive of it. Steady there. And when you go out in the world, if you're going to share some energy or, or open up to other people's energy, it's done with like intention. It's like, okay, now I'm going to just like bleed out a little bit and share some of this. Or now I'm going to do other, let other people share some of their energy with me. So you got to like engage in these practices. That's how we learn. Prasang says, today one of my friends met me. He didn't get the job and was very depressed. I just met him for some minutes and suffered the whole day. I was processing those emotions the whole day. I think it's too much. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, I, I'm like this as well, you know. We're, we're emotional beings. We're vibrational beings. So, you know... I don't know the details of your situation doesn't matter so much but like if your friend messages you and says hey you know i didn't get the job can i come see you right now and you're like mm, I'm not really available but he's my friend and i you know i want to be a good friend so okay we'll meet and then you meet and he's you know telling you about it and you're you, it's a lot for you and you gotta ask you know are you really doing the best for him as well you know did you show up available for him you know, with, with full attention and presence, you know, without resentment. 
Now, this may not be specific to your case. You know, we don't have a lot of time to unpack your specific case. But in general, you know, I think your friend would really appreciate it if you met him at a time where you're available to really hear his pain and struggles and worries and that you don't show up when you're not available. You know, we give we give her all, but then when we're not available to do that, we don't give anything. That's when we turn inwards and work on it as opposed to spreading ourselves thin, you know. It's difficult stuff. It's really difficult stuff. I know it's, it's not easy at all. Aster Flower says, so do I. Um, while we were having Kundalini, our chakras become more open and we become more vulnerable to others' energies, don't we? Yeah, you could say that. Um, you know, we move into our body and the nervous system becomes uh, sensitive in general. You can see the chakras become open and become sensitive. Yeah, so we have to establish boundaries and, and there's many ways we can do it. Um, therapy is a great way as well, you know. It's a common thing that they deal with in therapy. Codependency, uh, people-pleasing, um, being an empath, you know, we call it all these different things, but... This is, this is, therapies, uh, you know, they're equipped to handle this stuff very well. And I, I recommend it for those that are really struggling with these types of uh, codependency, insecurity, etc. SRA says, yes, but I lose energy only by watching someone suffer or experience any kind of discomfort. Yeah, yeah. It's not easy to be with somebody in pain. Claire says, I find being a mirror for other people's experience stops me taking it on. Be a mirror, not a sponge. Love that. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> excuse me make sure you're meeting your own needs exactly that's exactly what i mean here if you're meeting your own needs if you're being the best friend for yourself that you are trying to be for others your partner or co-worker or whatever then then we also will stop resenting other people for being a drain or whatever not easy not easy because as the heart opens you know the, the, we want to help we want to respond that's only natural when the heart opens right but we have to learn how to live with an open heart i love the example of um you know ram das's guru neem karoli baba maharaji you know incredible stories of him you know performing miracles and, and helping people and doing incredible things but there was times where he would go into his room by himself and he would tell everybody all right see you later leave go away and, you know, this is an, you know, one of the most evolved people uh, to have ever, ever walked the earth. And even he had the spine and the confidence to tell people, get out of here. Even he had to recharge and take care of himself, right? So if he had to, of course I have to, of course you have to, you know. Even Jesus, he had to take his time alone, right? He wasn't always... You know, a, a, a free-for-all allowing anybody to help him. He had to take his time alone, right? All these people. You can't do this without taking care of yourselves. It's impossible. You'll burn out. You'll resent the people that you're trying to help. Whether you're doing it as light work, you know, as an overt spiritual role, or you're doing it for friends, family, etc. Self-care is super important. Any other questions there in the chat? Don't know how long I've been on live here, but it's been a fantastic session. This is a good time. It's about uh, almost 5 p.m. Eastern where I'm at. And I'll try and keep that in mind. It seems like people are available at this time. Or it just happens to uh, you know, line up through synchronicity. SRA says, yes, I'm alone for one day a week to recharge. Perfect. Perfect. Asterflower says, What is Kundalini to God the Creator? I mean, since it is found in all religions, even in Islam and Buddhism. 
Claire, you're so welcome. Thank you so much for stopping by, for sharing your wisdom, energy with us. Really appreciate it. Master Flower, once again, what is Kundalini to God the Creator? I mean, since it is found in all religions, even in Islam and Buddhism. Well, I'm not too sure I understand the exact uh, question here, but I'll use your words here, God the Creator. So Kundalini is Kundalini Shakti. It is the creative force of all existence. It's the creative force of the universe. It is what manifests as the world that we see, as everything we see, as the planet, space, galaxies, the atoms in your body, etc. That's Shakti. And all religions have some relationship with this force. You know, some will call it the creator. Some will call it the creative force, uh, the creative potential, the creative power. It is that intelligence that manifests the world. Welcome, Jewish account. Jewish accounts asking, my Kriyas are, or not asking, but sharing here. My Kriyas are slowly becoming more pronounced. Unsure what to do, but let go. That's the answer right there. There's nothing to do. Besides, give yourself a safe space and time to let go into. So like in the most ideal situation, you could think you go into your room your, your, or a room. It's comfortable. It's safe. Put your phone off. Sit down or lay down. And you just say, have your way with me, Divine Mother Kundalini Shakti. Have your way with me. You let go. And maybe something will happen. You'll start to experience some phenomena. And maybe nothing will happen. Just give yourself the time and space to allow this process to carry itself out. Korea is becoming more pronounced. Or not, nothing going wrong. That's good. It's good that Koreans are becoming more pronounced. It means incredible healing and clearing is happening. So just give me one second here. Okay. So Jewish account says, uh, you know, sorry for my stupid username. <laughs> Thought it was funny. That's okay. I don't feel specific chakras much. It's just this electric current in my spine associated with Kundalini is present. Maybe Sushamna Nadi. Yeah. Not everybody experiences like chakras in a very clear way. Got to remember as well, like the chakra system is a concept that we superimpose upon the human body. The human body is a one fluid thing. I like to think of it as, you know, if you see a, a rainbow up in the sky, you don't say, oh my gosh, look at all of those seven colors. Wow. And you don't pinpoint a color and say, oh, there's red, there's yellow. Oh, I see. You just say, oh, there's a rainbow. Same with your entire body. It's a rainbow. So you may not feel specific colors. Doesn't matter. Or colors or, or vortexes or whatever, you know, see them, feel them, taste them, heal them, hear them, whatever. Doesn't necessarily have to happen that way. All right. Okay. So this was a great session, everybody. I'm going to start to wrap up here. I appreciate everybody joining in, sharing uh, some great questions, some great insights here. All right. We'll take a last question from Aster Flower and then we're going to wrap it up. Kundalini transformed me physically. My skin is clear, my voice is better, and I have become more empathic and understanding regarding my surroundings, waiting for the fortune of the big bunny. <laughs> can't say, can't say if uh, we're all going to become rich 
just because we go through Kundalini Awakening as people that have gone through Kundalini Awakening and they uh, were unknown, you know, died with nothing. But, uh, you know, this, this energy brings a great feeling of everything being okay, everything being peace, contentment. Whether you're rich, poor, it doesn't matter because, you know, if I can get a little biblical here, you know, you're rich in spirit. That's what really matters. But, yeah, I wish uh, uh, abundance for everybody. Thanks, everybody, for a, a great session here. You can visit brentspirit.com for more free content. Got some courses coming out that will dive deep into some of the things we've talked about today. You can uh, stay tuned for that kind of stuff. I've got uh, some ebooks online as well. If you'd like to join in on one of my lives, you can find me on Instagram at Brent Spirits. If you're not on Instagram, no problem. You can also reach me by email, info at brentspirit.com. If you'd like to meet with me one-on-one, -on -one, all of the information is there as well. If you'd like to support this work with a donation, you can uh, find the links on my website, brentspirit.com as well. And until next time, thank you so much for joining. Much love and peace.